Hmm. Okay. Let's talk about unity and separation and all of that. <laughs> For a maximum of 15 minutes, because that's all I want to spend on this. So, it's been a long day. I've been spending all of my time where I should be as a mother, just enjoying her, enjoying me, her as my daughter, and enjoying my son at a distance as well, and enjoying the weather, and enjoying the nature. So fresh, so beautiful, so bountiful, so gifting, and always, always, always there. And it's always there for all of the different perspectives. Even for them who wishes to violate her, as in Tara, as in Earth, Nature, as in God. It's there still. It never goes away. It never fades. The people who violate it and abuse it, who throw their their plastic all around, even when it's a national park and it's illegal and it's like signs everywhere, people can still be so ignorant that they don't even think for a second how it affects. They still do it and nature is still there. Nature isn't giving anything specific to them as it specifically gives to them who asks, but they, the ignorant ones, I'm saying, still get to experience nature exactly the way that they wish to experience it. They still see it in their screwed up and shrewded um, and layered perspective. And their reality is, of course, to them, the only reality. Then there is so many, so many endless different ways to see to see nature, as there is so many endless ways to experience nature. And now, of course, I draw the parallel from the outside nature to the internal nature. Because as we are aware around us of our surroundings and of how we treat our surroundings, as in our direct surroundings, as in the nature all around us, this is also how we are in relationship to ourselves. So, like I said in the last pod about forgive us for we know not what we do, well, truly that is the case. We always keep on receiving that forgiveness, even when we are the most ignorant. And because we cannot help it, it's not really their fault. Them who are ignorant, it's not really their fault. It's not that easy to say, oh, they have chosen this side over the other side. It's not that this or that side. Of course, it is wrong to violate your surroundings because indeed you are violating yourself. But if you're not aware of that fact, if you do not even agree with that fact or believe in that fact because you are so brainwashed, hardwired, manipulated and just fucked into slavery through your DNA through the food you eat, through the sounds you record in your internal system, through the uh, media you consume, through the people you surround yourself, through your upbringing, through your history that you haven't yet cleared or made peace with, through all of that, um, well, 
you cannot really help that you are ignorant, can you? Because you do not know of anything else. It's like blaming someone in the matrix for not taking... Is it the red pill? <laughs> yeah, goodness. For not taking the red pill when they don't even know that the red pill exists, right? So that's one perspective, right? But then there's so many different layers of ignorance, as there are so many different layers to awakening. And, you know, we can be half awake, we can be half asleep, we can be half full and half empty. You know, it's still still in those moments when we are at the same point in life. Perhaps I'm sitting here next to you, talking to you, and you are at the same point in life as I am. We are at the same wavelength, and still we might see it one half full, one half empty. One half asleep, one half awakened, depending on how we view ourselves. So my point in this is that there is a lot of um channels these days that utilizes that channel to inform people of the great shift the great awakening or the great ending of uh the world as we know it or um let's see what else well armageddon and what else um well yeah the the, the dawn of the new order the new earth bringing the new earth into into presence and i've always found that so laughable because to me it is funny you know why because in one level that's true yeah people are bringing in the new earth uh people are experiencing armageddon um the dharma get on <laughs> people are in fact uh ending huge cycles people are in fact beginning new cycles um hmm. it might seem as catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe hits the earth because it is and it also might seem as awakening after awakening after awakening heart opening after heart opening collectively is occurring because it is and always when we portray this out of ego or out of mental constructs when we think ourselves into knowing when we want to produce a way of thinking a pattern of thought especially in the new age but everywhere we look we are trained to do this we portray it in a way where it's two-sided where we say there will be two sides or there will be a split or we say there is two sides or there is a split and perhaps we want to portray the both sides because the both sides seems as though they go together into one but not that that is that isn't true either right even if there's a split there is not a split in the one there's not two sides come together as one no there is always the one period there is no separation from the one. There will never be. There can never be. And there has never been. <clears throat> but, the, but the true separation that happens is in the forgetfulness. 
and that forgetfulness is not as easy as to just ask us to wake up and take a side. It's not that easy because we have to, first of all, take our own side. The only thing that we can make the best out of is ourselves, is what we've got. And that's the key. That's where we continue to grow. We give ourselves that. And we all hold different keys because we all hold different perspectives. But when we utilize them in a destructive way, it doesn't really evolve us, right? It devolves us in, in a sense. Even when I know there's, I, I know there's this uh, saying or the perspective that I came across um, in the, with the reverse non-dualism that even even uh, destruction is has a purpose even destruction is um helpful even destruction is or not even destruction but destruct destructiveness even destructiveness as in related to self destruction as in related to being destructive towards others in relationship to others or the world around you the saying goes that even that kind of destructiveness is uh, God-given. But it's not. That's a perception, of course. I would say that's also a form of ignorance. And you would say, perhaps, that I have some form of ignorance. But you know what? I have actually ceased to care a lot about what... how my, how my perspective... how my perspective how my perception applies to the world around me. Because my perception, my perspective, isn't just mine. It's not me. It's the closer and the closer I get to truth, that's the closer and closer I come into awareness of myself and my own personal perspectives and my own personal preferences my own personal way of experiencing life, as well as the non-personal, the collective, the, the one that is always present, is always seeing everything. And the more we unite within ourselves, the more we come together within ourselves, the more we will come together as one, the more we will remember ourselves, the more we will remember our own, and then we will remember the one, and then there will be less ignorance, and there will be less uh, devastation, and there will be less destructive tendencies towards the world around us and towards ourselves. And yes, of course, the destructiveness has its purpose. Its purpose is only for us to wake up. Sometimes we can be so fucking self-destructive that in the meantime, while we are killing ourselves or the world around us, we go into some form of crisis where we suddenly, rapidly get a slap in the face and we wake up, wake the fuck up, and we see what we're doing. And yeah, well, that can be helpful. Yeah, of course, trauma shakes you up shakes you up a lot no arguing in that but is that necessary always i don't believe so i believe that we can do that in a peaceful sentient way where we can really be sovereign in our own being as in slowly slowly merging with each other through just being present and just giving 
give, sh shedding light on the matter without pressing the matter, shedding light on the truth without forcing the truth, and showing the way without dragging somebody along your own way. Because somebody else's way is not your way, and your way is not somebody else's way. We all have different ways. And some of us, or plenty of us, walk similar ways. And some of us, or plenty of us, walk the same way as one another. But even then, we all have individual experiences, an individual right to that experience. Because that is the free will. That is the whole point of us coming down here as individuals. To experience that beauty. And it is such grace. It is such grace. <sighs> But that grace is filled with so much more than ignorance. And so there is not really a shift. There is not really a split. Even though there is. There is not really one side and then the other. There is not really two sides of the story. There is so many endless <laughs> perspectives on the story. And yet there is only one. So I want to kind of write that off. Because it's just, it's just an old story. And... Um, And especially the thing with, you know, we go in into we go in into um, the perspective of what feels right. What feels right. What feels good. Hmm. No, not what feels right, but what feels good. Let me rephrase that. What feels good. I don't know if you watched Monster Ball. Monster Ball was a movie with Hal Berry. Of course, a lot of people of you have already watched it. And I found it extremely dark. Um, and I never really quite understood it. Uh, <laughs> and I love movies. And I'm sharp. Like, I'm smart. But I've watched it when I was younger. And to me, it was just... Like, it was just such a sad story. Such a sad story. And the thing that really moved me in all of this was, was everyone's refusal to wake up to the truth. Everybody was still trying to run from the truth because the truth was so painful. But in that ignorance, in that denial, they were so entrenched in the pain and the fear and the pain from the fear And the pain from the ignorance and the pain from the denial and the pain from that very thing that they were running away from was still present. They were just ignoring it. And I remember that that scene, of course, the sex scene, right, with Billy Bob and and um Halberry Halberry's characters, uh they're they're gonna end up making love, right? Or not really making love, but they, they end up having sex. And she is like getting undressed and she says, she begs, she, she calls out, she begs, she's like, I just want to feel good. Just make me want to feel good. Just make me feel good. And she almost cries, right? Just make me feel good. And she like cries and she begs and yields and tells him to just make her feel good. 
Yet he is the one that actually <laughs> makes her feel really bad because he works at the place where they're gonna execute his son. Her son, sorry. So they're all playing in this game, right? And that's the thing, like, and, and he did it because he wanted to make her feel good, plus it would make him feel good, even though he knew it would make him and her feel shitty afterwards in the long run, right? And um, she did it because she didn't care of the outcome. She just wanted to feel good. She was in such a great pain, right? So we do that. We do what feels good because that's a human tendency to escape pain. That's not even human, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it human. It's uh, it's buried into the reptile mind, right? And we all know about it. And we are all prone to utilize that, that force to fight and flight uh, or fright, freeze system. But it's not really truthful because it really doesn't get us anywhere, even if we fight or flight it. It still doesn't get us anywhere. It just gets us deeper into that pain that we're hiding from in the beginning, that we're fleeing from in the first place. So, with that being said, when people do things because it feels good, for example, they do a meditation and it makes them feel so good and so happy. Alright, well, what about if you eat a pizza because you really feel like eating a pizza? It makes you feel good. <laughs> so good. So happy. What about when you just pick up a random stranger and have sex? Makes you feel really good. Makes you feel really happy. At that moment, right? At that moment, that moment when you when you take another beer, that moment when you when you fall into your addiction, that moment when you go into a pattern that is destructive, but you're not even aware that it's destructive, perhaps. That moment when you do what you think is the right thing and it makes you feel good because the endorphins are telling you that this was the right thing to do and now you're a good girl or a good boy and you did the right thing. And so it makes you feel good at that moment. Same goes with New Age spirituality or any spirituality, spirituality and religion. Whatever makes you feel good, hallelujah. Whatever makes you feel good, inshallah. Whatever makes you feel good is not always the right way, right? Because there's so many layers to that. Waking up to the truth doesn't feel good. It's fucking painful. But eventually, it'll make you feel really, 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 really good. But it will be true goodness. It will be godliness. It will be peace. It will be serenity. It will be bliss. Even when you're in pain, it will still be that joy of being present. And you can't escape it because you don't have to because it's always there. It's within you. It is you. And so I just want to tell that also as a short insight that A... We are not separate. Yes, we know about that. But anyone that says that there's a huge split going on, that we have to choose sides, baby, I'm telling you, choose the true you, not the one you that you think you are. 
Not as in to ego you, as in, I am this and I'm going to do that because I want to. That makes me feel good. I'm not talking about that path. I'm talking about the path where you go into where you know you have to go. When you go into yourself because you know that is the only way to get out of whatever hell you're in or suffering you're in. When you go internally to find your own truth and you stop listening to everybody's voices including the voices that happens inside your head that's what i'm talking about we start to do that if everyone would start to do that take a step back from all of the dogmas around you take a step back from all the teachings around you just surround yourself with things that brings you back into yourself things that brings you back into center things that doesn't tell you about who you are things that doesn't tell you about where to find you but things that just allows you to unfold things that expresses their own truth and then makes you want to go into self-discovery just by its own right that's what i want to promote and that's what i'm sure that if we all do that then we don't have to organize anything anymore it will just unfold so organically and beautifully and that's my ideology right um and then b right b don't go for what feels good at the moment because we're not stupid right we know this what feels good now might not feel good tomorrow <laughs> might not feel good in 10 years might not feel good in 10 weeks might not feel good for the next 10 generations, you know? Think about that. Think about that, be aware of that even when it comes to spirituality and the people we choose to surround ourselves with and the guides and the leaders and the and the aliens and the angels and all of that. Think about it before you engage in it, before you download any downloads, before you channel any channelings, before you take guidance from anyone or anything. First, go into your internal system and check yourself out. See if it's really truthful with you. It's not that easy to just go but what resonates, right? Because we don't know our, who we are. We don't know how deep we're layered, how much we're programmed into believing what is resonant is really not resonant and what is not resonant is really resonant. You know, our bodies, they are working machines and they are beautiful biodynamic machines that can actually uh, create any emotion based upon what food we give ourselves what sounds we listen to what environments we surround ourselves with which people we talk to i mean it's all based upon the endocrine system and the endocrine system talks to you about how to react and how to feel so if you do not know how your endocrine system if you works if you do not know how your body reacts to things and when it reacts and how it reacts and why it reacts then don't just trust that feeling that feels good at the moment go deeper find out what is truth and if you do not know how to find it or where to find it just ask ask and it shall be given amen all right love you thank you for listening to this third recording yay